How do you survive narcissism and dealing with toxic people? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change concerning narcissism and narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see here about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, my story, and my journey through narcissism, please subscribe. Hit the notifications so you can get notified whenever we drop new videos or whenever we start back some of our live events and things like that. Would love to have you a part of the community and learning, healing, growing, changing, and developing by learning some about narcissistic abuse. Well, narcissistic abuse is very, very real. The problem is a lot of times people still don't see it and don't understand it for what it actually is. On a given day, sometimes I will work one-on-one -on -one with people and I'll interact with people that are in their clinicals or that are a therapist or that are a counselor and they'll be like, I should have seen this. I don't understand why I didn't see it. And typically what happens is most therapists that I talk to are like, I knew about this. I understood it. Like I read about it. I took the tests. I passed, you know, all these different types of things, but it doesn't look this way in real life compared to what it looks like on just a textbook definition. And so many times they struggle with being able to see it and understand it for what it actually is. So I want to talk to you today about understanding just how to survive toxic people, how to be able to deal with, work through some of these things. And I know that this is a very, very broad topic. We're not going to be able to talk about everything today, but I want to have a little bit of a different perspective, at least starting off. You see, most people, when they talk about surviving toxic people, narcissism, narcissistic abuse, they normally start off like with the other person you know, how, how they did this, like what happened this way. A lot of my channel talks about that to help give you clarity of this is what's actually happening on the other side. But I want to start on the flip side. You know, I don't think that that's always super helpful. So today I'm going to give you four different things that I want to talk to you about. And I want you to have understanding about what's actually going on. I think it's helpful to understand about narcissism. I'm not saying we're not going to keep doing that. We're always going to do that. But I want to help you to identify a couple of things to help you move forward. The first one that oftentimes is hard for some people to get to the place of looking at and working on is simply this. Understanding you. So many times people want to focus so much effort on understanding the narcissist and the toxicity that happens, they forget to take a look at themselves and be like, who am I? Who are you apart from what you do? Who are you apart from the role that you play on a given day with the people in your life? So many times that piece of you has felt ripped away by the toxic person. It's been ripped away from that person and you're like, I don't even know who I am. So one of the questions we talk about in seeking and endeavoring to find clarity in your life and helping you move forward with vision and values is first off getting to a place of understanding you. Now, a lot of times we can't do that till we understand narcissism, till certain questions are answered, totally get that. But surviving narcissism and toxic people has to have a focus back on you. If that focus isn't there, then it's very hard for you to be able to process and move forward knowing this is my purpose, this is my direction, this is my values, this is the way that I need to go. Until those basic but essential things are answered, 
then everything else is kind of up for grabs. You get pulled in any direction because you don't actually know who you are. And what this brings about is a topic that is very difficult for a lot of people, and that is pain, and that is honesty. Being honest about the situation that has happened and being willing to confront the pain at whatever cost and to do what is required to work through the pain to find the healing. Getting to a place of dealing with honesty of saying, hey, this is what I actually want. So many times I'm talking to people who've been in a toxic relationship and I ask them like, what do you want? What are you actually looking for? If we take the relationship off the table, the person off the table, what do you want? They list out five different things and I'm like, okay, will this person actually give you what you want? Is this actually what you want for your life? And they're like, no. The hard part is most people are not honest with themselves. They're not honest with the fact of this is actually what's going on. This is actually what I'm thinking, what I'm wanting, what I'm envisioning, but they just keep going through the same motions. So a big aspect of understanding narcissism and like being able to survive it and to be able to survive dealing with toxic people is first, understanding you. That is essential. The second thing is once you understand you, you are able to start building healthy boundaries. When you start to build healthy boundaries, those boundaries are something that support you and support the direction that you're going. You see, you can't have a healthy foundation that's built on lies. That's why relationship with a narcissist typically doesn't work. You also can't have a healthy foundation of the direction you want to go or your vision or values if you don't know what they are. So many people want to move a direction, but they can't move a direction because they are not clear about the direction that they're actually going. Getting clear with who you are shows you a purpose, a vision, a values, and through those starts to develop healthy boundaries because you need to develop boundaries that keep you on that path. Now, when you think of going on a highway, A lot of times there is a barrier in the middle. There is a block so that you cannot go from one direction into the opposing lane of traffic and cause havoc and chaos. That is a boundary. But that boundary is there to keep people going in the same direction. The problem is a lot of times people like are thinking of boundaries as limiting, like the boundary is in front. No, the boundary is actually on the side that says, hey, this is the direction I'm going. If the other person is coming the other direction, you're like, hey, totally fine if you want to go that direction. If you want to cheat, if you want to lie, if you want to manipulate, totally fine, do that. But it's not the direction I'm going, so therefore we're not going to work out. Oftentimes when I talk about boundaries, I talk about reactionary versus actionary. Like I'm going to build a boundary based on something that happened in the past, or I'm going to build a boundary based on the direction I'm going. Most people only have actionary boundaries at the beginning of the relationship. I want to be married. And the person's like, check, I can do that. Let's get married. Like they, they don't, but they don't continue those because they start to get pulled away. Aligning your boundaries with who you are and going that direction can be very, very helpful. But you have to get to the place of saying like, hey, I have a value. Like a value is like, I want to live an honest and a life filled with integrity. So that means I can't let someone into my life that is going to lie, regardless of who they are, of what they say, anything like that. Like if they're not true with who they are, then that's not a direction that I'm going that they can come with me. So I don't really need them in my life. Setting up those healthy boundaries is positive in that way, okay? Number three, self-grounding. 
And keeping yourself sane is super important in a toxic relationship. And so many people don't give enough credit to self-grounding. Making sure that you actually know what's going on, that you understand that you keep yourself sane in the midst of the chaos. This might be something where you have high levels of anxiety and you need to work on different types of breath work. That you need to work through a meditation process every single day. That you need to develop different ways to be able to calm down your nervous system so that you're able to handle the craziness coming at you from a toxic relationship. Oftentimes I talk about journaling. Journaling is huge to be able to help you heal, grow, and change and to ground you with this is what actually happened. So many times it's hard for people to wrap their mind around the craziness that happened, but when they write it out and they start like actually exiting the thoughts from their mind onto paper, they're like, whoa, I can't believe this is what happened. Dealing with the triggers is essential for being grounded. The triggers that happen every single day, you need to be able to go through a process, and that's a process that we teach inside the Clarity Challenge and different aspects of like learning, this is how I deal with the triggers. This is what I work through on a day-to-day basis. This is the story that I believe that causes me to respond in this negative way. We're super, super excited because we have a brand new tool that's coming out to be released inside the Clarity Challenge of where you can actually like process and text back and forth with yourself in a a scripted out process to help you deal with the triggers that you're fighting on a day-to-day basis on the things that are kicking you off emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and going through your emotions, your feelings to find the story, to work through that, to be able to process it, to be able to help you find healing. Well, last but not least, the last thing I wanted to bring up was really just two things kind of grouped together that you need in your healing process to be able to survive narcissism and dealing with toxic people, and that's community and clarity. So many people don't have either one of those in their lives because they don't know who they are, they haven't built boundaries, they haven't worked on self-grounding, and they have no community around them to actually help them understand that they're not crazy and the things that they're being put through are crazy-making. So I want to encourage you, we've got two resources. You don't have to use our resources. There's tons of other resources out there. We've got two resources I want you to check out. One is the NARC app, N-A-R-C-A-P-P. NARC app stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. You can access it at narcapp.com to be able to learn more about it. Community, accountability, advice, a whole bunch of things that are wrapped up there to try to be able to help you as you move forward, healing, growing, and changing. The second thing that I want to bring up is the clarity challenge. Finding clarity from the toxicity. If you don't, if you don't want to actually change and grow and heal and develop and be pushed in that direction on a daily basis, then don't go check it out. It's at claritychallenge.net. And there's people on there that are learning from a community standpoint and learning from a growth standpoint of how to be able to transform their lives, of how to be able to take back their power to find themselves again and to do what's required in order to heal. We talk about different aspects of being the buffalo, facing the pain, working through the hard things, dealing with the rumination in a step-by-step process to deal with the triggers in your life, teaching you a system that you can apply to all aspects of your life so that you can take back your power, find that healing, find that growth, and find that change on a day-to-day basis.